As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You are listening to KLRN Radio, where liberty and reason still reign. Hi, I'm Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans, America's largest mortgage lender. Spring will be here soon, so if buying a new home is on your to-do list, right now is the time to call Quicken Loans. Learn about which mortgage options make sense for you and get a jump on your competition. With our exclusive Rate Shield approval, the low rate you lock today is protected for up to 90 days while you shop for your new home. With a Rate Shield approval, if rates go up, your low rate stays locked. But if rates go down, you get that new, even lower rate. Either way, you win. Talk to us today at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com to take advantage. Here's another great reason to work with us. For a record nine years in a row, J.D. Power has ranked Quicken Loans highest in the nation in customer satisfaction for primary mortgage origination. Again, to lock in today's low mortgage interest rate and get the security of our exclusive rate shield approval, call us today at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com. For J.D. Power award information, visit jdpower.com. Rate shield approval only valid on certain 30-year fixed rate loans. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. License in all 50 states. NMLS number 3030. Thoughts of suicide may feel impossible to overcome. But with help and support, you can find hope and meaning. Call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-TALK to speak to a counselor or visit suicidepreventionlifeline.org. It's free. It's confidential. It's available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And even if it feels like it, you are not alone. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. 
Just go to harrys.com and enter 5000 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 5000. Enjoy! I'm a little teapot, short and stout. Here is my handle and here is my spout. No, that like this. When I get all steamed up, then I shout, tip me over and pour me out. <laughs> this is WWE superstar Roman Reigns. It only takes a moment to make a moment. Take time to be a dad today. Visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. KLRN Radio has advertising rates available. We have rates to fit almost any budget. Contact us at advertising at klrnradio.com. The following program contains coarse language and adult themes. Listener discretion is advised. from the high plains we bid you hello no i'm just kidding all right so <laughs> welcome to the program this is juxtaposition it's politics free friday on klrm radio i am one half of the crew mr rick robinson he is the other half mr Ordy packard or you may know him as horty the amish guy because that's what i call him <laughs> but anyway <laughs> good evening sir how are you good evening i'm doing fantastic rick how you doing man doing all right my man doing all right it's been it's been it's, wow. been, it's been a long day i have two Children under six months old in the house at the same time. <laughs> Hard pass. <laughs> I don't know. Actually, I, I kind of like it. It's, it's kind of interesting having two grandkids that are that close together because Gracie and Jackson are only like three months and a week apart. So right. I have a feeling they're going to be really, really close as they grow up and probably cause a lot of trouble. 
Just, oh, definitely. Just definitely. Saying. But anyway, so that's yeah, what's been going on in my world today. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, sorry. Getting adjusted here. Uh, my world out here is uh, hot. Just damn hot. It's just summertime in California. I mean, what else are you going to say? Yeah, I mean, I mean you're not even southern time in California. I'm in a goddamn desert. I'm in the high desert. I am actually really close to one of uh, tonight's topics. Less than 100 miles. Nice. Yeah. So when we start... And I have, dri- I have driven past it on numerous occasions. Um, and uh, it's creepy out there, man. So when we uh, start hearing helicopters coming through your microphone... Well, no, we've gone too yeah. far. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Just assume they're black helicopters and uh, we're Just over the target. Checking. Just check. <laughs> but yeah. no, so interesting thing. You know, we, we talked about this a little bit off the uh, off the air. Um, 2020 has been an interesting year because we have officially established a new branch of the military called the Space Force. Um, and within a few months of that announcement... We now have the U.S. military breaking long silence and admitting things out loud that they've always said weren't true before. Yeah, the gaslighting is finally over. In the last couple years, the Navy has been more foot forward with it than any of the other branches. But, you know, they've been kind of encouraging their pilots to file UFO reports. And recently, Congress put together a... uh, mandate for the Pentagon to make a uniform kind of reporting center where, you know, in the past it'd always be, well, do I report it to the FAA or do I report it to, you know, who, you know, who do I report it to? Well, now they're making a uniform um, reporting center for military and civilian aircraft to report unidentified flying objects. And just last week you you hit me with this and I said, God, this is going to be a great lead into a double topic tonight. You hit me with the um, uh, Pentagon is talking uh, – actually, uh, Congress is talking about the Pentagon releasing information about material from unidentified flying objects that was not manufactured on this planet. So just to make sure – you know, for the, for, the, for, for the folks in the back, let, let, let's – Put that in plain English. So what they're basically admitting is we now have materials that we know were not made here. Yeah, they they kind of hedged it a little bit. Uh, Senator Marco Rubio heads up this uh, Senate uh, Select uh, Committee on this, and he made it, you know, he couched the statement with, you know, there's aircraft flying, you know, we're concerned about aircraft flying over our military bases. They could be Iranian drones. They could be Chinese drones. They could be Russian drones. And then it, as you dug into the actual mandate, it was, no, we're talking about otherworldly material. And this wasn't from like, you know, MUFON or some, you know, no, you know, low credibility in the mainstream eyes uh, outlet that reported this. It was the New York Times. I just put the link to that in chat. And this was just last week. Sorry, I had myself muted because I was trying not to sneeze on the air. I was like, (laughs) wait a minute, I'm talking and I can't hear myself in my ears. That's a bad sign. (laughs) And this is a follow-up to the program that Harry Reid started in 2007 
that the Pentagon alleges was shut down in 2012 uh, with the Advanced Area Phenomenon um, group. Uh, they've actually, there's retired military people who have said, oh, you know, this ran through to 2017. So that's as of right about the time that um, our president said, you know what we need? We need we a need space force. Space force. <laughs> uh, I still think it's awesome that, you know, I'm not sure who came up with the logo first, whether it was Roddenberry or whether it was uh, the military, but the fact that the Space Force logo looks remarkably like the Starfleet logo just made me smile. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, if I remember right, Roddenberry initially stole it from an old SAC, Strategic Air Command, uh, emblem. Yeah. So it's kind of like, you know, it's the chicken or the egg thing. I don't know. Either way, I just I, everything that's come out lately. I mean, you know, you have the like one of the very first shows that we did juxta or that I did juxtaposition wise was some of those very same uh, gun camera footages that were released from the Navy. And the interesting thing is, you know, everybody thought this project was mothballed. Turns out it didn't really get mothballed. They just changed the name again and put it underneath the Navy. It's kind of interesting yeah. that, that around that same time, the Navy was like, we should be a lot more forthcoming with this stuff, and you guys should go ahead and start filing reports and do this and do that. I'm like, uh... So basically, yeah. people like Bob Lazar, and we'll get to him later, and, and many, many others who have basically been, you know, tarred, feathered, pilloried all through the media, probably were right the entire time. Just let that yeah, sink in. Yeah, and Bob, Bob Lazar, more than most, was because, you know, while he's been easily debunked, well, not easily, but while he's been constantly debunked and called a grifter for 30 years, I, on May of last year was the 30-year anniversary of when he came out originally, and um, now he's been 100% correct about everything. It definitely that seems that way. About. And the funny thing is we've got some audio that we'll be playing later in the show where basically a, a, a news outlet actually admit, I mean, you know, basically says point blank. We're pretty sure he was right the entire time. <laughs> yeah, was, you know, when I teased the show about five minutes ago before we came on, I said, do we owe Bob Lazar a huge apology? And I think we do. I really think we do. Because even I, I wanted to believe him, you know, like that poster in Mulder's office, I wanted to believe. I wanted to believe him, but it just... Some things were just like, you know, 30 years ago when I was listening to him, it was like, uh, no, that's just too. And now it's like, you know, you're talking about the gun camera footage. The way you see one of those craft flying is exactly how he described these craft would fly, where it would be not, you know, hovering, you know, in a linear line like we're like, you know, we imagine our, you know, like our aircraft fly but actually going belly towards the direction they want to go. And that's how their drive worked. And the way he described their drive, you know, we'll get into all that later. But in the one of the gun camera footage, not the Tic Tac one, but the other one, the pilot, the Navy pilot, this was over the over Florida, um, he comments it's rotating in place, and then right before it did that, it went kind of belly up and then took off. I think Al just gave me the titles of my memoirs when I finally write them. What's that? It was 2020. Alex What's Jones that? seemed fairly normal. 1984 was, in fact, an instruction manual, and Bob Lazar was right all along. 
Because, yeah, I probably... That, yeah. <laughs> Although, we can debate whether Alex Jones seems semi-normal or not. Cause... Right, yeah, you know, I... I yeah. <laughs> you know, as, as 2020 got crazier, so did he. It's like he wanted to keep up, but, you know... Um, but yeah, getting back to topic, you know, this is we we did the show about the gun camera footage and the Navy and their encounters off of San Diego and off of Florida when they started pumping this information out last year and and now like I said, everything's starting to come true. Yeah. No, I mean, it's just crazy to think about. I mean, think about think about all the things that that this means. I mean, granted, you know, they hedged it a bit, you know, and I mean, of course, you know, Ted Cruz isn't going to come out and say, yeah, we've had aliens in the basement the entire time at Area 51. But I right. mean, the fact that they're, they're admitting we have non-man-made materials and we have been studying them. Mm? Yeah, they, and you know, like I said, the way they keep trying to couch the, you know, is, you know, first with... With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Rubio saying, well, you know, Enemy oh, drones above Rubio, our naval bases. And then somebody else made the comment of, oh, they're really talking about, like, if we were to bring back, you know, a Russian Martian probe or something like that so we could examine its material. No, that's not what they're talking about. That's not – when you read the uh, description of their mandate, that is not what they're talking about at all. No, no, not at all. I mean, it specifically says non-man-made material. So that the argument of well, they're talking about if we were like to capture part of a Russian probe from Mars and bring did, did the Russians manufacture the probe on Mars, bitch? No, they did not. That so no, that that, that doesn't work. It, well, anyway, <laughs> and in the Senate committee's report outlining the spending for the for this intelligence service. It said the program of the Unidentified Aerial Phenomenon Task Force was to standardize collection and reporting on sightings for unexplained aerial vehicles and was to report at least some of its findings to the public within 180 days after the passage of the Intelligence Authorization Act. And this was March. So we're getting close to 180 days on that one, guys. Yeah, so, I mean, we're getting to the point now where we should be learning some stuff pretty much any time now. Just kind of makes you wonder how they're going to try to couch it this time. I just, I don't, yeah. I don't really see them letting the entire cat out of the bag, but the fact that it's gotten to this point just tells you that there's things they, they, they have been keeping really close to the vest. Yeah, or, yeah or the former to. director of the, of the uh, program, Luis Elizondo, uh, he, he's a uh, intelligence expert who was the last director of the project before it officially went uh, underground and said it no, the, it no longer has to hide in the shadows. It will have a new transparency. And he has said he's among a small group of former government officials and scientists with security clearances who, without presenting physical proof, say they are convinced of objects of undetermined origin have crashed on Earth with materials retrieved to study. 
it goes on to say, uh, this is actually, I believe, from Harry Reid, the former Democratic senator from Nevada who pushed for funding the earlier UFO program when he was the majority leader, said he believed that crashes of objects of unknown origin may have occurred and that retrieved materials should be studied. And I quote, after looking into this, I came to the conclusion that there were reports, some were substantive, some not so substantive, that there were actual materials that the government and the private sector had in their possession, Mr. Reed said during an interview. So, I mean, yeah, and this is what we've been talking about. Your first show was when did this become mainstream and why didn't you get the memo? Um, you know, cause it's on all the major news outlets now and no longer is it making fun of, you know, the odd farmer that a teaser landed in front of and went beep, beep in front. You know, this is, you know, like we said, like we've talked about gun camera footage, um, government wanting concise reporting centers. It, it, this is becoming like they're slowly conditioning the public to be acceptant of this. You know, 50 years ago, I could see why. But now the all the arguments that the Rand Corporation had for not releasing information about uh, unidentified aerial phenomenon, they're all gone. You know, as well, I mean, let, let's face it, though. I mean, if you really stop and think about it, the the, the arguments that said 50 years ago why we couldn't do this. And, and there there was a pretty strong argument at the time that finding out that we weren't alone in the universe would be enough to basically destroy the human race because we are so self-centered and we are believers that, you know, the Bible says God created us in God's image and didn't create anything else. And I think we've read that part in there because it never said he didn't make anything else. It said he created us in his image. That doesn't mean that he didn't create something else first or even later. Yeah, it's not like he just stopped there. It's like, oof, I need a break. But yeah, so I mean, the whole the whole thing about that is, you know, fifty years ago, that argument did kind of make sense. We we really didn't we we had a really self centered view of the universe. But honestly, think about it. With all the different things that have come out that that have allowed that have allowed to be leaked that were then discredited. What has been happening over the last 50 years is they've been slowly conditioning people to get ready for this. And I think that's why they're starting to make the push that they're making now, because they're not really hiding it anymore. It, it's kind of like what's going on with the rest of politics right now. But we'll talk about that another night because I'm not trying to do that right now. But they're, they're not really hiding it anymore. They're just still slowly trying to pull back the final couple, couple of layers of whatever they've used to couch this stuff in secrecy for the last 50, 60 years. And I think they're getting dangerously close to just completely letting the cat out of the bag. And I, I think it's because we're about to find out they don't have a choice. Because I still find it really, really interesting that after all these years, not only do we have the Space Force that was, you know, we need a Space Force. We now have the government saying, we're going to let you know some things that we've told you weren't true before. And you're going to know within a few months. Now we have... Where we have two different teams on clocks to get us to the moon and the Mars with it, within a certain amount of time. All of this happening all at the same time, I, I don't believe in coincidence. There's something else they haven't told us yet. Well, I mean, even if you go back to when the X-Files started, even as recent as that, and we're only talking like 25 years ago, we were still the only solar system in the universe that we knew about that had planets. The first exoplanet, 51 Pegasus B, was not discovered until 1995. So with that, and with the increasing number of planets, so we're at the point where it's not even news anymore. You know, it's, they're just finding them everywhere. That, you know, the, 
the idea that we are alone in the universe, much less the galaxy, much less the local neighborhood cluster, is absurd. No, it, it's just it, it is because you're right. You know, even during the the time of Mulder and Scully, we were the only the only potential planet that we knew of anywhere in the universe that would that was able to support life. Now we're like, because you know water was supposed to be this rare thing. Now we're finding it everywhere. They found water on the moon. They found water on Mars. I mean, Ganymede. I, I mean, all, yeah, all over the all over our own solar system. There's water. It's everywhere. You know, and, and you know, exobiologists are well. What would life look like on, on you know under the ice of one of the Saturn moons, or you know, in so it's not that hard to believe. Oh, it has volcanism and it has you know water. Well, we have these you know extremophiles on Earth that live by you know vents in the bottom of the ocean. Why wouldn't it be on Titan? Why wouldn't it be you know not Titan because that's methane and you but you know you get the idea but yeah no i mean that's like now with all these radio telescopes that we have and all these i don't even know what the newest technology is for telescopes that they're using these days because i haven't really looked it up but now we're finding you know planet after planet after planet that's in another solar system and within the goldilocks zone and based on different uh, radiations they're seeing that it, that it puts off they're pretty sure it has water and maybe even oxygen and i'm just like i'm just like look uh, I am. I do not believe that you know. If you if you believe the story of creation, which I do, I do not believe that with a with a God as efficient as our God is, that He would have had to have created all of this just to sustain one planet. There, there's you know, there's no way. I, while we were having this conversation, I remember did a quote. Did you ever watch the movie Holy Moses? With Dudley Moore? Yes. Okay. When he's arguing with God at the end, he's all, where have you been? You know, why have you forsaken me? If you're spending all your time off with another planet and you're too busy for this one, just go be there. And, you know, while we were having this conversation, it was like, you know, that was kind of uh, prescient in the fact that, you know, maybe he's not here every day of the week. Well, I mean, he's a God. He's everywhere at once. But still, you know, it's kind of like you. Maybe he spent, you know, took off for a little bit to go, and that explains the Middle Ages and the Dark Ages. But, you know, i got to go mold this other Earth. I'll be back in a, few, a little bit. <laughs> so, but, yeah, that just popped into my head while, you you know, you were talking about creation. And, um, yeah, it's, why not? Yeah, no, I mean, it, just, you know, with the more things that are coming out, I mean, you know, honest, I mean, obviously, if we have non-man-made materials that have been re recovered and are being studied, um, who made the materials? Right. Yeah, and, you know, you get into the ancient aliens aspect of it and everything else, too, or Jeff's theory that it was some interns who just didn't know how to drive the – they put the silly thing in reverse. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so it, it's it, it's just so hard to discount now. And this is, as more evidence is coming out, this, again, brings me back to do we owe Bob Lazar an apology? And I, I think we should uh, go into break and then come back with – 
why we've been talking so much about Bob Lazar for those who may not know him. Yeah, I was going to say, even though we got a, about a five-minute late start, we should probably go ahead and go to break early because I've got some audio that will burn a few minutes anyway, and we've still got a lot to talk sure. about. So, yes, we do. let's get this ready to go. Let's see. What do we want to be tonight? By the know. way, I'm looking at a picture of Groom Lake. It looks like an inverted, it, from the angle of this picture, it looks like an upside-down alien craft from Independence Day. That's a scary, that's an even scarier thought. Yeah. All right, we're going to take the break. This is Juxtaposition. I'm Rick. He's Ordy. We'll be back. Stay tuned. Everyone loves liberty. Our rights come from God, not the government. So why are you letting other people tell you what's best for your health care? Exercise your freedom with Liberty HealthShare. Liberty HealthShare is a community of people who voluntarily share one another's medical costs. Liberty HealthShare is founded on the idea that most people truly want to help one another. Healthcare sharing allows members to do just that as a true community that supports one another in times of need. Liberty believes people should make decisions for themselves and their families. Members are able to take back the freedom to make their own decisions about their health care. Freedom from guilt or doubt about how your money is used. You have the freedom to direct your health care, not to be dictated to by bureaucrats. Stop letting others tell you what to do and join a community of like-minded people. Exercise your freedom. Join Liberty HealthShare and take back the control of your health care while helping those around you. Call Liberty at 855-58-LIBERTY. Again, that's 855-58-L-I-B-E-R-T-Y for more information. Or you can check them out at libertyhealthshare.org. Again, that's libertyhealthshare.org. My son was in the Army back during Desert Storm, but even then he wanted an MBA. He looked at a dozen schools, but only one offered the online education and flexibility he needed while he was in a tent in Iraq, Grantham University. Turns out that Grantham's been delivering affordable, relevant college and advanced degrees for over 65 years. Heck, if they can deliver a quality education to a soldier in a tent overseas, think about the flexibility Grantham can offer you so you can earn your degree too. It doesn't matter how complicated or full your life is. If getting a degree is on your bucket list, you'll want to do what my son did. You'll want to call Grantham. Find out how easy it is to get started on your education so you can check that college degree off your bucket list. Call Grantham right now. 800-910-1370. That's 800-910-1370. Flexible. Affordable. Relevant. Call 800-910-1370. Tired of paying outrageous prices for Viagra? Well, we have great news for you. Now you can finally get Viagra at huge discounts. Healthy Man allows you to save up to $500 on Viagra. Why pay U.S. pharmacy prices of $15 per pill or more when you can get Viagra for less than $3 a pill? Call today and get 40 Viagra pills for only $99. This can cost as much as $600 at your local pharmacy. You can't afford not to call us. If you want Viagra at the lowest prices, never pay $15 
dollars a pill pharmacy prices again. Get Viagra for less than $3 a pill. Call 1-800-516-7602 today and save up to $500 and get 40 pills for just $99. Healthy Man is fast, easy, and affordable. Operators are waiting at 1-800-516-7602 to take your call right now. Call 1-800-516-7602. That's 1-800-516-7602. Again, 1-800-516-7602. Attention business owners and independent contractors. This is a money-saving message from Tax Mediation Services. If your business owes $20,000 or more in taxes, we can help you today, right now. Listen, dealing with the IRS is no picnic. It's an intimidating and extremely stressful process, and you don't want to go it alone. Our attorneys know every law, every tax break, and every possible opportunity to help you resolve and reduce your tax debt. And if you owe more than $20,000, you may be at the top of their hit list. So don't take your tax debt lightly because it will not go away on its own. The IRS can seize your bank accounts, your home, and even shut down your business. Call our tax experts today at 1-800-783-0810 and let us deal with the IRS while you focus on your business. That's 1-800-783-0810. Again, that's 800-783-0810. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And you have to imagine pregnancy. Twitter friends for giving me a really disturbing thought to start my day yesterday. Just as a reminder, Mad Max took place in 2021. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> kind of why I wanted to play this bumper. Pocket clips. <laughs> Welcome back to the program, ladies and gentlemen. All right, so without further ado, we're going to get into the portion of the program while we explain why the federal government and most of the media world 
Oh, Bob Lazar, a very sincere apology. Um, mainly because in the clip that I'm about to play, they play, basically flat out admit in the first seven seconds that they owe him an apology. But I figure this is the best way to open because this kind of explains most of what we're going to be talking about for the rest of the show. So without further ado, this is some folks. Uh, who is it? Uh, Channel KLAS, 8. Channel 8 in Las yeah. Vegas. There we go. 30 years ago today, KLAS aired a live interview with an anonymous man who made some really astonishing claims. He alleged that the U.S. military was secretly studying alien technology out in the Nevada desert near a base that is now very well known all over the world, Area 51. A lot has changed in the decades since Bob Lazar first told this wild story. The Pentagon recently admitted that it really has been secretly studying UFOs and then it wanted to figure out and duplicate that technology. George Knapp looks back at that 1989 interview that started a whole new conversation. It's totally impossible. Uh, the propulsion system is an, uh, a gravity propulsion system. The power source is an antimatter reactor. Uh, this technology does not exist at all. The claim sounded like Hollywood sci-fi. Months later, when his identity was revealed, Bob Lazar said he worked at a secret facility near Groom Lake where alien technology was being reverse engineered, that is, taken apart to figure out how it worked and whether the Pentagon could duplicate it. This is the simple drawing he made at the time. Here now I had access and was permitted to view and look at the operation of this main level with the gravity amplifiers and the level below. The premise seems less preposterous now. In a new documentary about Lazar, he describes in detail the spacecraft he worked on 30 years ago. The craft that I worked on, that when it's, when it's going to travel a long distance, that is how it operates. It flies along and it, it puts its belly to the target and then brings all the amplifiers to power and you know, it shoots off in that direction. It doesn't fly as it would in a science fiction movie. It flies with the belly, the bottom forward. If the description of a spacecraft tilting sounds familiar, take a look at the so-called gimbal UFO, a video released by the Pentagon in 2017. Naval pilots encountered a fleet of these unknown craft off the coast of Florida in 2015 and have since had dozens of similar encounters. The spike in UFO incidents prompted a recent policy change by the Navy, which announced it wants to encourage its pilots to report future incidents. Pentagon officials reluctantly admitted to the New York Times 17 months ago that the military has secretly studied UFO incidents, in part so it might figure out the technology. In the gimbal video, there's a mechanistic turn against the wind without deceleration. So we have a craft without rotors, without heat signatures, without plumes, without tail fins, and certainly no tail number, moving in a way that is counterintuitive to our own aeronautics. When Bob saw that, he came to the conclusion, this has to be a gravity-propelled craft. It's rotating. That it does mimic exactly the propulsion system that Bob Lazar described. This story is extraordinary. 
Jeremy Corbell directed the Lazar documentary, but he also broke the story about another now-famous UFO incident, the 2004 Tic Tac encounter. The Navy pilot who engaged the Tic Tac, Black Aces Commander Dave Fravor, has said he doesn't believe the astonishing craft was made on Earth, that the propulsion might be anti-gravity. When Lazar was shown the Tic Tac video for the first time, it immediately reminded him of the sport model, his name for the craft stashed in the desert. There's no question in my mind. I, I mean, I'm virtually certain that's the way the craft operated, and that uses close to or the exact same propulsion system. Former Pentagon intelligence officer Lou Elizondo was in charge of ATIP, the secret Pentagon study. He told us one goal of the project was to determine the physics of UFOs, how they can achieve the seemingly impossible. The military came to believe the craft relied on special metamaterials, stuff that can't be made with known technology. Lazar made similar claims decades ago and was ridiculed. Now the Pentagon is on the same page. Where the study of UFOs did not end in 1969 with Project Blue Book. In fact, that was a lie, and it is now an admitted lie by our own Pentagon. We are living in a world where it is understood that there are craft technologically advanced from unknown origin that are performing maneuvers that far exceed anything of human technology. This has been going on a long time, and our government has been studying it. George Knapp, 8 News Now. As always, we have posted additional links and resources connected to this story on our website, including news reports from our... Sorry, I was trying to get it to close. It wouldn't listen to me. Anyway, so <laughs> there you have it, straight from a bunch of different sources. And uh, this has been the, the media and the military for about the last 50 years. You can't handle the truth! Until now. <laughs> so... Who is Bob Lazar? Well, apparently, Bob Lazar, like, apparently like, in 1989, he was Dennis. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In, yeah. In 1989, he was Dennis, which, you know, if, if you've ever listened to his story, was actually the name of who he claims his supervisor was. Now, um, which caused a whole bunch of problems when he got busted. Bob Lazar came to the public attention, like the report said, in 1989, when he came out um, at Area 51. I mean, the Vegas reporters knew that there was a military base out there, but they thought it was just kind of like skunk works out. You know, it was very, you know, top secret SR-71 type stuff. And he came out and he, came, he, he approached George Knapp. Who, you, if you remember, we also talked about George Knapp with Bob Bigelow and Skinwalker Ranch. George Knapp is very tied in with John Lear, Bob Bigelow. Um, you know, he, he's broken all of their stories. So he came forward and he had some very interesting things to say. And the way that he kind of showed that he wasn't a crackpot was that when asked certain questions about when he worked at Los Alamos and worked at uh, Area 51, you know, he wasn't asked, you know, where are the UFOs? He was asked some very nonspecific things that he was able to answer correctly. How do you pay for your lunch? How do you enter this section? And he would talk about, in some instances, talk about technology that didn't exist at the time, like palm readers for biometric security getting into certain sections. And, 
um, well, publicly known, didn't exist. And the reason why he came forward was while working out at Area 51, he uh, he got a little with the information he he learned from his boss that you know he was very sequestered in what he was studying. He was just working on propulsion on the drive system, and um, but he was you know he it was known. His boss let him know that, hey, if you ever want to see aerial flight tests, we've done studies and there's the least amount of traffic on the freeways on either side of the base on Wednesday night. So if you ever want to see an aerial test of these craft, go check it out then. So he got a little, I don't know if you want, you want to say cocky or, but he grabbed some friends, John Lear being one of them. They went out into the desert up by Rachel and um, he showed his friends the aerial tests. And he did this three Wednesdays in a row. <laughs> he even got to, like I said, you know, getting cocky about it. You know, one time they took out a motorhome and, you know, they were joking about um, while they were out there about, yeah, we should storm the base and, you know, release all the information. Then when they turned their headlights on, there was all the security. It was so dark that night that they couldn't even see that they were within 25, 50 feet of security forces. And they got uh, picked up by the Lincoln County Sheriff's. And he got taken into Indian Springs Air Force Base the next day and was just read the riot act. And that's when he realized I've got to come forward to save my life. Very interesting. So if you go back through his history, you know, like I said, he, he worked at uh, Los Alamos. He claims to have worked at Los Alamos. And um, there's no record of him there. They deny that he ever worked there. He claims that he received master's degrees at MIT and CIT, California Institute of Technology. They say he was never there. However, George Knapp, in doing some researching, while there was no proof that Bob Lazar ever worked there until he found a phone directory from 1983 when Lazar said that he worked there, and it has Bob Lazar's name on it, but no record of him ever being there. The government flatly denies him ever working for them, but he has a W-2 with the office of the Department of Navy from it, and, you know, he was never in the Navy, so he, he his uh, his paymasters out at uh, Groom Lake was actually the United States Navy. Uh, no record of him at MIT. Well, they went to, he took George Knapp to Los Alamos, and while Los Alamos flatly denied that Bob ever worked there, Security knew him. They were able to just kind of walk around the joint. He waved at people he said he knew, and they waved back. So he, yeah, it's like Jeff said, he was ghosted. There is no record of Bob Lazar's birth anywhere. He was just erased. This just in, breaking news on juxtaposition, Bob Lazar was actually a time traveler. No, I'm just playing that. <laughs> that, that was two weeks ago. Yeah, so... But and that's kind of his strange history. And then, you know, right after he came out, you know, first he came out as Dennis and the whole shadowed thing. And then when he realized that his life was really in danger, that's when he came forward with his real name. And that's when at the same time, and this was in nineteen eighty nine, everybody found out about Area fifty one. He's the one who put Area fifty one on the map and put it into the collective consciousness that that's where the UFOs are. And he didn't actually work at Area fifty one. He worked at at Groom Lake, he worked. He says he worked at a uh, sub base out there at Papoose Lake, which is about 15 miles to the south, called S4. Yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, so, like you said, some of the details uh, of things that he knew and the answers that he gave just, just. Mm. Anyway, so believe it or not, this is going a lot faster than I expected. So we only have about 17 minutes of showtime, actually about 16 minutes of showtime left. Um, let's get into some of the body language studies that guy's undergone. Yeah, he, um, you know, some of the things, you and I were talking about it before. We both kind of accidentally watched the same video. I wasn't going to watch it because I was just like, oh, God, it's an hour long. And then I got sucked in in the first five minutes. And um, there's a video where his body language is analyzed, and it was from his most recent interview on Joe Rogan's experience. And um, they went through all of the tells, all the micro tells, all the expressions and everything. Here's a man who is not lying. There were no visual cues that he was lying. And the couple times that somebody could say, oh, look, that's where he covered his mouth. That's a tell that he's lying. None of his other body language spoke to that. And it was in a moment when he was talking about his supervisor, Dennis, but he called him Denny, and then he paused, put his hand over his mouth, and said, Dennis. I've had a friend named Dennis. I called him Denny, too. So it's, you know, he, he gave the familiar, but he wanted to be correct instead. So that's where he paused there. And there was a couple other moments, but there was they were easily explained, too, and there were no other tells in it. And then back in the 90s, he also took a polygraph test that he completely aced as well. And his story has been consistent. No embellishment, no deviation for thirty years. I it's just amazing to think about, you know, because I mean Bob Lazar was a staple of the Art Bell show back in the day. Right. <laughs> I mean it was just well, that was my first my that was my first introduction to Bob Lazar. Because you know eighty nine I was a sophomore in high school. I still didn't know anything. <laughs> and you know, a, a lot of the things he talked about too. Um, you know, like I said, uh, palm reading, um, biometric scanners to get into secure areas. Like I said, that didn't exist. That wasn't public knowledge at the time. Another one that he talked about was element 115. And this was actually the power source of the craft that he was working on. It, it's a stable radioactive material. At the time, I think there were 108 known elements. It was an unknown element at the time. It didn't exist. And most of the elements, when you get that high on the chart, are man-made. Well, they're synthetically made. And they decay after microseconds. They, they die out real quick. But it's always been theorized that there is what's called an island of stability around element 115, once, between 114 and 116, where it will be the, – the geometry of the atomic, of the atomic mass um, is stable where it doesn't decay at the rate of other synthetic uh, elements does. And this is what he claimed was uh, in 1989 was element 115. Element 115 was discovered by the Russians in 2003 and it's called Muscovium. And at the time we are unable to make, we are unable to make a, a stable element, but um, that may change. Yeah, no, I mean, at some, I mean, at some point, there was enough information uh, known about it that they actually added it to the uh, the uh, the atomic table. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it's a, it, it has its spot. It, it has its name. At the time, it was called. It, it was kind of a play off of unobtainium, and I can't remember exactly what they were calling it when he was calling it at the time. But now it actually has a legitimate scientific name called Muscovium. 
So, and like I said, he was talking about this a full deck, almost 15 years before it was actually discovered. Yeah, its original name was Unimpentium, which is basically, I believe, Latin for 115, <laughs> I think, <laughs> yeah. in research. My, I'm pretty rusty with Latin, but I'm pretty sure that's right. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's there's references to Element 115 uh, from places, I mean, it's it's all over the place. Um, one of the most common questions that I keep seeing asked is what could it have, what could it be used for? Um, it, I don't know. The, the, the whole thing is just astounding to me. The more that we unpack this and the more that we unravel, the more I realize that, you know, our government's been lying to us for my entire life. Now, yeah. I, uh, I don't know why that surprises me as much as it does. The more I learn, they don't seem to want to tell the truth, but whatever. <laughs> what, one of the things that is often used to debunk him is the fact that his description of how the animator, animator chamber works is that they shoot, they, they have a cyclotron. And again, in the body language um, analysis of him, he said, you know, they commented that usually when people are lying, they're using the creative part of their brain to create or retain the lie. So they don't go into detail too much. Bob Lazar is very boring when he starts talking about the cyclotron in the cube underneath. The, you know, He's very technical to the point that it's almost boring when he's talking about it. But uh, the physics of the his antimatter drive, as, of, as we understand physics is impossible because what it does is it fires the cyclotron accelerates a proton to near light speed and then fires it through element 115 replacing one of the protons in it and knocking out a proton making it an antiproton which is then used as antimatter fuel with 100 percent efficiency there's no heat loss generated it defies everything we know about physics and this is one of the things that people use to debunk him but so does floating in the air with no rotary wing holding you up, with no downdrive, with no, you know, it all, everything about UFOs defies physics as we understand it. And again, with the uh, gun camera footage of the gimbal, um, the gimbal footage, uh, the UFO does exactly what Bob Lazar describes how this thing would fly and how it was uh, designed to fly. Yeah. But he was. I, I, Jeff, in answer to your question, I think he was using the wrong language because at the uh, he, he's basically an engineer. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, while he he claims to have been a physicist when he was at Los Alamos, um, he, he's basically everything. The way he talks, he, he's an engineer, not a physicist. So I don't think that he was really hip on quantum mechanics at the time. Not only that, and but, that's, but quantum and mechanics that, wasn't a very old theory at the time, really, either. Right? It, yeah, it was pretty fringe. I mean, it, it had been around for since the early part of the 20th century, theoretically, but it was still pretty fringe. So, yeah, I mean, but, you know, and, and that's my only critique of Bob Lazar in and of itself, is that for a physicist, he sure does talk like an engineer. Yeah. It's kind of like Bill Nye pretending to be an actual scientist. Right. Yeah. So, 
And they've done many things to try to discredit Bob Lazar through the years. I mean, right after he came out with this, he was arrested in Vegas for um, a, apparently organizing a prostitution ring, but he was able to plead it down to uh, pandering, and <laughs> he's supposed to not go into brothels for, you know, whatever. And I'm thinking about him like, going, okay, look, this is like somebody going into a strip club in any other state in the nation. Brothels are legal in Nevada. Pretty much. So, you know, it's... Yeah, when I when I thought saw him try to decredit him with that, I'm like, yeah, that's you're barking up the wrong tree. You, you're counting on Amer- everybody not knowing what Nevada is. We won't mention why or how Hordy knows that brothels are legal in Nevada, but you know, <laughs> I live anyway. So yeah, so the strange case of Bob Lazar, and like I said, he has been completely consistent over 30 years. Yeah, no, I mean, and, and that's the that's the thing that is the most interesting to me because typically if somebody, if, I mean, look, there, there's an old adage that we always used to use anytime we were interviewing somebody. The the more they lie, the more they have to remember. If he was if he was being dishonest, there's no way that his story would be this consistent. Now now there have been some minor deviations here and there, and that's common because not every detail is going to be remembered exactly the same way over 30 years. But the meat of the story remains the same. And if he were making it up, that wouldn't be the case. There, there would be major, major changes. It would be, sure. well, that happened at Groom Lake. No, I mean, it happened at Area 51. Or no, it happened at Area 55. What the hell is Area 55? Right. But yeah, so you know, so that, that's one of the things. You know, you, the, the consistency is key. And the fact that we now have actual footage of craft flying in the exact way that he described that everybody in 1989 said that's impossible because we thought it was right but hell and there, well, there was a time when we thought it was exist. a it's crazy but hell there was a time we thought the earth was flat sure there was there was a time we thought that we were the only planet in the entire universe that could sustain life and had access to water now i mean i'm mean, to give jeff a shout out about this earlier but apparently he noted the fact that they've even found water on pluto so, yeah, and it's you know, it, it's I mean, we we used to believe that you know what we now know as germ theory was you know bad spirits and misaligned humors and yeah. So I mean, what we know is constantly evolving, and to say that it's physically impossible in a universe that we don't completely understand the physics in. I mean, we we understand the general laws, but there's still much about physics that we're just like, I, sure, maybe, I don't know. <sighs> no, I mean, and, and again, you know, I'm, I'm just curious now to see, because we're getting pretty close to some of the timetables, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to see what the government's ready to bring to the table, and how much they're still going to keep uh, close to the vest, now that they seem to be starting to let some of the, the cat out of the bag. As a matter of fact, we should talk to our friend who does polls. And have him do one specifically for juxtaposition about that. That would be kind of awesome. Which one? Which one? The member. Uh, the anyway. I don't know. Hang on. Sure. I, I, you know their names better than I do. The guy who does the <laughs> polls for uh, toxic masculinity. Oh, oh, uh, Andrew. Yeah. Yeah. We should yeah, talk. Yeah, we can. We should yeah, talk to him can. about doing a juxtaposition one for what whether the whether the government's going to come clean or not. That would be fun. Yeah. I'm actually going to drop the um, for those people interested. 
I'm going to drop the body language uh, video into chat. It's an hour and change, but it is fascinating to watch. I only got to watch like 10 minutes because we, again, two children under six months old in the house at the same time. It's like having twins, but not. <laughs> right. <sighs> anyway. Yeah. So, that is Bobble's R. Yeah, hey, here's the other thing. Here's a, here's a good point that was brought up in a lot of the stuff that I was reading and watching about him today, too. He, unlike one person who I cannot stand, who actually calls Bob Lazar a fraud, and that is Stanton Friedman, he has not tried to profit off of this more than telling his story occasionally. He's not out there writing a book every 15 minutes. He's not on press junkets. He rarely goes to conventions. He, 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 for somebody who is trying to do this for an attention or is a pathological liar or is trying to profit from his brief stint working out at, um, at a secret base, he's fucking terrible at it. I know this guy never possible. You can't put on history channel or discovery channel without seeing Stanton Friedman's smug bearded face. <laughs> but yeah, it, Bob Lazar is never out there. So for, if he was a con or a grifter, he's pretty lazy about it. He went back to the future. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There are no aliens, just time travelers. On the next juxtaposition. Actually, that is another theory. <laughs> Believe it or not. Right. That, that no, actually, I know. I, I, yeah. That actually is another theory that's been postulated, is that all the UFOs and stuff that we're seeing are actually people coming back from the future. Right. <sighs> that would be an interesting twist. Yeah. We don't have cattle in the future, so we need to take their, <laughs> own, their rectums and eyeballs. Well, they're trying to get their genetic code so they can recreate them. Right. Yeah. So, or they like to anally probe cows. Who am I to judge? <laughs> you know, it, it, in that body language thing, uh, the guy talks about Stanton Friedman for a minute too, and you know, in Stanton Friedman's research about Bob Lazar, he called MIT, he called Los Alamos, and it's like he, he was on the phone just long enough for them to confirm his bias. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, that's the thing. If there's not even any record of the dude ever being born. Do you really think they're going to confirm that he ever worked there? <laughs> right. It, you know, and mm. recently in 2015, um, another physicist who worked out at Los Alamos said he remembered Bob Lazar. He said the dude was every bit the physics nerd you would expect. You know, the pocket condom with the pins coming in. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> so, it, yeah. So. Yeah, there is. Um, it, it took nearly 30 years, but somebody did pop their head up and say, oh, yeah, I worked with them. And here's somebody else who's low-key and doesn't want any publicity out of it. So, All right. Well, believe it or not, my friend, that's pretty much it. So fast. I don't even know where the last hour went, to be honest. It's like we started talking, I, I looked up, and it was over. Yeah, and Bob was actually one of my favorite topics on Coast to Coast. I was happy. To, I was glad we got to do this one. Yeah. He's, if, I, honestly, I was so tired when we talked about it, I forgot what we said we were going to talk about. And then <laughs> for some reason, I kept, I, I was like, it's Bob something. And for some reason, I kept thinking of the dude from like this old house. I'm like, that can't be right. <laughs> yeah, no. Bob Vila worked at Area 51. 
So today we're going to turn this. <laughs> today we're going to turn a concrete bunker into a nice two-story Victorian. That's why I finally just gave up and asked because I was like, I know that it was something, but I can't remember a damn thing that we said the other night. But then again, well, that, that was on the fastest four hours of conservative radio, and you had done three of them. So yeah, that was also the same night that I wound up having insomnia and didn't sleep at all until Friday <laughs> or sure. Thursday night. So yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah. on that note. Anything All new? Right. No, 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 no. I'm, uh, this one spent me. This was, uh, it was a joy to research, and I am pooped by it. I got nothing else to add. No side nice. thoughts. How about you? No, I got nothing else other than you were right. There is no fifth season of Alias. Yeah. <laughs> I, f- I forgot. I, I That was Jess that said that. I never really actually gave Alias a try, but there is no fifth season of Babylon 5. You've never watched Alias at all? You really should. The first four seasons I, you know are what? actually pretty good. I, I, I started watching it because, wow, Jennifer Gardner's hot. And then I got married and forgot. Yeah, well, you're not married anymore. Go back. Okay, and go, so, go so back Jeff and... wants to know. We, we, we didn't do it with this one. Do I believe Bob Lazar? I, I absolutely believe Bob Lazar. I absolutely do, especially now. I mean, honestly, I believed him back in the day. But that's just because I really, really wanted to. But now seeing everything that's starting to come out in the – Government and the media are starting to tell the truth. Yeah, I absolutely believe Bob Lazar. Yeah, yeah, and now that everything, like you said, everything that he has said is coming to pass, it's real. So, yes, absolutely, one hundred percent, without a question, believe Bob Lazar worked on something. Bob Lazar, a time traveling prophet from the future, <laughs> on a future edition of the Juxtaposition Show. <laughs> right. All right, my friend. We're going to get out of here. It's been a long day. (laughs) (laughs) It has. It's going to be a great weekend, everyone. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for encouraging our behavior. Speaking of behavior. You clowns have been on double secret probation. Double secret probation? (laughs) We'll see you guys later. Take care. Check.